This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, go with me to the book of Job chapter 3. We're going to begin in Job chapter 3. And as you're turning there, we've been talking about foundations of faith. And again, we, we have to come to a place in our life where we acknowledge the Word of God. What I found in, in my problems, my circumstances, my difficulties, I'm acknowledging something. I'm even acknowledging those, those problems, those situations, or I'm going to acknowledge the Word of God. And one of the, the powerful things about the Word of God is when we or you begin to speak the Word of God out of your mouth. Or you begin to speak what the Word says on a, on a consistent, speak the Word. Keep speaking the word. And, and, and we speak it over and over again. Now, as you're turning to Job 3, I, I want to re, rewind just a little bit. Last week we were in James 3. And in James 3, 2, James said this. He said that if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Able to control his whole body or even our, our, our nature. Now, in that verse, if you, if you want to go back and look at it, James 3, 2, he said, if anyone does not stumble in word. If anyone. So that's every one of us. And so right there, he gives me and you the invitation. Every one of us. So really, again, a lot of the foundation of faith is beginning to speak the word of God. But also, I've got to get a place in my life where I learn to discipline my tongue. James 1.19, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, slow to anger. And so those things that have to begin to, to come on the inside of me. And I've got to begin to learn that. And one of the best things is ask God to help you. Say, Lord, grace me. Grace me so I don't just run with my tongue all the time. And then in another situation, get someone that will hold you accountable. Now, here in the book of Job, Job chapter 3 is where we're beginning. The Bible is clear that Job was a, a blameless man. He was a very godly, godly, godly man. And Job ran into some very difficult things that happened in his life. I mean, he was wiped out in one day. His kids, his lands, everything. But what I saw Job do at times, that he would never curse God. In other words, he wouldn't blame God. He'd say, God did this and God. And, and if you study all this, his wife even tried to get him to say, blame God, and he wouldn't do it. But there are some certain things in here that we can really learn from Job. And so that's the goal tonight. Let's see what we can learn from Job chapter 3, verse 25. For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. The thing that I have greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded or was afraid of has happened to me or come to me. Now, right here he acknowledges human fears and that's a common disposition of our humanity. The New Living says it this way. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. And so what he begins to do, I believe, is I begin, believe he begins to voice his fears. The very thing that were on the inside of him, 
he begins to voice those things. And then he begins to say those claims. Actually, I believe he begins to, to declare them. And he says in verse 26, I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest for trouble comes or turmoil only comes. So right here, when I, I see what he begins to say, faith activates God. Faith is what activates God. And the predominant way that faith is released out of our lives is through the words out of our mouth. We believe in our, uh, in our heart and we speak or we confess with our mouth. So again, the predominant way that faith is released out of you and my, my life is out of my mouth. I speak the things of God. So if faith is released out of my mouth, and it's how it attracts God or activates God, then fear would be just the opposite. So if faith activates God, then fear would activate the devil. And if my expression out of the words of my mouth expose or reveal the faith in my life, then fear is released the same way out of my mouth. And so when you look at what he's talking about here, I believe this is what he's saying here. Now, again, uh, last week or the week before, we, we read this verse. This is Matthew 12, 34. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So whatever is in my heart is going to come out of my mouth. And if I don't get over in faith, and I'm probably going to be dominated by fear because both of them are attracted to either Father God or toward the devil. And so the key is this. If out of the abundance of my heart my mouth speaks, I really, really, really need to make this a habit of getting the word of God on the inside of me. That doesn't happen just one time a week, okay? I, I gotta learn to get into the word and get into the word and get, and I, I don't care really how good you are at Jeopardy. You may be really good at it. But it's not gonna put a lot of faith in your heart. And so make it a habit to get into the word and then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Begin to speak the word out of your mouth. Turn a couple pages to Job chapter six. So what, what Job greatly feared was in his mouth. And I believe Job ended up talking about it. And, and really when you see what he talked about, guys, he never did curse God. But he did speak his pain. He did speak from a form of bitterness. He did speak from a form of indignation. You find that out over and over in there. And so watch what this says here in, in Job chapter 6, verse 1. Then Job answered and said. Now I highlighted that. Then Job answered and he said. He spoke. Oh that my grief. My anguish. And my misery. Were fully weighed or could be weighed. And my calamity and my troubles. Were laid with it on the scales. Or he's saying. If my calamity and my troubles. All this grief I'm experiencing. Could be weighed. Could be put on scales. He said, it's credible what it would weigh. Verse 2 or 3. For then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. It would outweigh the sand of the sea. Now watch this at the end of verse 3. Therefore, my words 
have been rash. They've been impulsive. The, the Amplified says, my words have been wild. The New Living said, that's why I speak. So again, we see something right here that Job's mouth reveals stuff that was on the inside of him. Same chapter, verse 24. Teach me and I will hold my tongue. Instruct me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I've erred or I am wrong. How forceful are right words. Now, when I looked at that when he was talking about forceful, he, he talks about forceful words. It means they have the ability to overcome they have the ability to influence, control, or persuade. And so when he uses the word forceful, if those words have the ability to overcome and persuade, shouldn't I learn to speak those words? I believe so. And so we, we can learn a bunch here from, from Job in this situation. And I want you to know tonight that, again, I'm, I'm not criticizing Job. I think I've learned incredible stuff from the book of Job. But here's the question. I can read about Job's life and understand that he was saying things that he probably shouldn't. But let me ask you this question right now. What are you voicing out of your mouth? What do you broadcast out of your mouth? And again, we may have the thought right here tonight, well, my words aren't that big of a deal. Well, the Bible says they are. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So my tongue has the ability to bring death or bring life. And so the words that I speak out of my mouth are very, very important. And so when I look at this, I, I have the question that I ask, so what are right words? What are these forcible words like he talked or forceful words that he talked about? Turn with me the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter number 8. You know, in, in your own personal reading, I encourage you to read the book of Job. It'll, it'll help you the whole thing. Proverbs chapter 8, and I'm just going to start in verse 1. Now, listen to the, the words here. Does not wisdom cry out? Does not wisdom call out? Does not wisdom speak out? And does not understanding lift up her voice. So right here he gives me a little insight that wisdom and understanding, they need to have a voice. She, wisdom, takes her stand on the top of the hill. Besides the way where the paths meet or the crossroads. She, wisdom, cries or calls out by the gates of the, in, of the entry of the city. At the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. My voice, and this is wisdom, is to all mankind. It's to every one of us. Verse 5. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools be of an understanding heart. Now, both are obligated to hear the word. Do you know what? The fool, he fails to apply it. A fool will never do the word of God. The message here says, listen, you idiots. Learn good sense, you blockheads. Shape up. 
That's in the message. That's that Proverbs 8 verse 5 in the message. And so right here, I, I don't want to be like a fool. I don't want to just hear the word of God. I want to begin to apply it. I want to begin to do it. Verse number 6. Listen, for I will speak of excellent or worthy things. Wow, what would happen if we made that a habit or, or a discipline in our lives? And from the opening of my lips will come right things. Verse 7. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. Nothing contrary to the, to the truth. So again, when I begin to look at all that he's saying right there, and we need to protect the words that come out of our mouth. I need be very conscious of this. I need to learn to discipline my mouth. Now again, a lot of times, you may have not been raised in a, in a home that was very positive. Most of us aren't. Most of the structure we live in was probably negative. Negative, just negative, negative, negative. But guess what? You can change that aroma in your house. You can begin to speak the things of God. And I encourage you, speak them out loud. Speak them all over your house. Here's your little homework assignment. I did this about two years ago. The Lord really began to deal with my heart on some of the stuff that I was speaking out of my mouth. So at the end of everything that I would say, the Lord said to me, he said, after whatever you say out of your mouth, you say this. And that's just the way I want it. And that's just the way I want it. Now let me give you some illustrations of how that can look. You can come around and you say, you know what? We never have enough money. And that's just the way I want it. We're always broke. And that's just the way I want it. How about this? I never sleep good at night. Never. And that's just the way I want it. How about this? My stomach always aches. And that's just the way I want it. I always have a headache. And that's just the way I want it. I've been dominated by this or this or this or that in my life. And that's just, just the way I want it. And so when I begin to hashtag, and that's just the way I want it after everything, I begin to realize that's not what I want. But again, that's what I was speaking out of my death and life or in the power of my tongue. And so again, it just reveals how powerful and important my words are. I encourage you to do that. Now be careful doing that with your spouse. Because I would say stuff, and Shelly would say, and that's just the way you want it. And I was like, so what do we do instead? Well, again, according to Mark eleven twenty three, you know, whosoever will say unto the mountain. I don't deny the existence of the mountain. I just begin to speak to the mountain. So in these areas that I just talked about, in areas of my life where I'm experiencing a, a lack, again, I can, I can speak Philippians 4, 19. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's just the way I want it. How about this when it comes to the area of, 
of even wanting more things or blessings where Ephesians 3.20 says that God does for me exceedingly abundantly above what I could ask or think. That's just the way I want it. How about this when it comes to sleep? Proverbs 3.24 says he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. And that's just the way I want it. Wow. So again, I start replacing the word of God in those areas. When it comes to, to sickness in my body, I mean, 1 Peter 2.24 talks about that by the stripes of Jesus, I've been made well, I've been made whole. Matthew 8.17 says the very same thing. Isaiah 53.5 says the same. By the stripes of Jesus, I've been made well. And then in areas of my life where, where we're dominated by things, I've been dominated by things, guys. I know what it is to live a life of being dominated by, by sin nature and stuff. But in Colossians 1.13 says, He's delivered me out of the power of darkness. And that's just the way I want it. And so again, what begins to happen is I begin to be very careful of the words that I allow to come out of my mouth. I put a guard over my mouth. And I ask God to help me. And you know what? There's times in my life that I'll say something and the Lord will quicken me real quick. And then I'll say, no, Lord, Lord, that's not what I desire. I don't want that. I don't want that. So again, it gets us to a place in our life where we become very conscious of the words that go out of our mouth. If you were to look at Romans 10, 9 and 10, again, the way me and you get saved is we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth. That's the exact same way that faith always works. The only way I'm going to get where I believe in my heart is i got to get in the Word. And I will tell you, the first time you read a scripture, it's more than likely you're not going to get faith. You're going to have to keep hearing faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. Now, I want you to look in the book of Mark, chapter 5, and I want you to see how faith plays out in this situation. But again... Faith operates the same in every arena. Faith is based off the Word of God. And when I keep getting the Word of God on the inside, it's going to create faith. And I believe this, that you'll begin to know that. You'll begin to know that it goes from just being head knowledge, that it gets on the inside. And you can tell when it begins to take root. And something begins to happen where you say, this is what God said He'll do. And God's going to do it. Mark chapter 5. Uh, Verse 24. Start in verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. 12 years of her life. It's a long time. 4,380 days. I wrote that in here, so don't think I did that real quick. And she had suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So we see right here, she exhausted all her resources. And when she heard about Jesus, (laughs) when she heard about Jesus, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So again, this was a woman that was dominated by something in her life for 12 years. But when she heard about Jesus, same as me and you. When we hear about Jesus, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. She kept hearing about Jesus. And I think she began to meditate and said, this is what they said about Jesus. This is what will happen with Jesus. And then it says, she came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment. So literally what takes place here, when she heard about Jesus, 
what she heard about him caused her to act on the word of God. Very next verse, pay real close attention to this, verse 28. For she said, for she said, faith here is released by the words of her mouth. Now watch what she said. For she said, I hope one day Jesus will heal me. She said, if I only may touch the clothes, I shall may be made well. I shall be made well. So this was this woman's faith. But she began to voice her desired results. And again, i got to get to the place in my life where I know i got faith in me. That's just not head knowledge. And I can tell you, there's times in my life that it's just been head knowledge. It's just head knowledge and head knowledge and head knowledge. But if I'll keep getting in the Word and I'll keep reading those Scriptures, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And before long, you begin to sense it. And then you begin to speak out of your, ma- your mouth what you're desiring. And so if you look right here, she said, I shall be made well. So what did she spoke or speak? She spoke the desired result. Don't speak the problem. Don't speak the issue. Speak the desired result. What you're believing God for. For she said, if I only may touch the clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now think about this. You've had this in your body for 12 years and you touch the hem and everything that you said begins to happen. And she realized something's happened on the inside of me. And I don't know about you, I don't know if I could contain it. Begin to shout and praise God. Verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Now in this passage, you're going to see on three different occasions, it mentions the crowd. There was a multitude of people there. And the people that were there, I believe most of them knew who he was. And they had the same thought. Now think about the crowd that was there and Jesus senses something and said, Who touched my clothes? So the reason Jesus picked all that up was because he realized someone put a demand on him with their faith. Do you believe this lady was the only one that was there that day that had a problem or issue? I don't believe so. I believe probably every one of us in this room tonight, everybody in here, we've got some type of issue that we would like Jesus to answer our prayers. Pastor, you got some things? Yeah, I got a list. I need some things answered. And so again, it wasn't just coincidence. She wasn't just the only person there. But Jesus responds and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what happened to her, came and he felt, she fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your need has made you whole. It's not what it says. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole or made you well. So if we were to ask everybody that was in that crowd that day, do you got a need? They would probably say, yeah. But again, the only one I see in this passage 
that gets their need met was this woman who chose to step out by faith. And again, if needs moved Jesus, everybody there would have got taken care of. But here, because of one woman who steps out by faith, Jesus says to her specific, daughter, your faith has made you well. So now we rewind and we go back and we say, so what was the lady's makeup of faith? She heard the word. She acted on the word. She spoke the word. She got to a place in her life where she was speaking the word. She was speaking what she desired. Again, it's the same for me and you. Speak the word. Speak the word. Now, here's another point I really want you to see in this. I believe with all my heart, this woman made an appointment to be with Jesus that day. What do I mean by that? I believe she knew in her heart that she had faith to be healed and she spoke it out of her mouth. But this is what we do oftentimes as believers. We put off the things of God to the future. Like how? I know someday he's going to take care of me. I know someday he's going to save me. I know someday he's going to bless me. And so it's very easy for us to keep putting it off to the future to someday. But as long as I keep putting it off to someday, my someday's are just going to keep happening. It's just going to keep on happening. So I believe that lady, when she walked in there that day, she said, I got an appointment with Jesus today. And she said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And so just think about this right now in your life. What are you putting off to the future? Where do I stand on that biblically? This is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is now, or now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now. Now. So here's the thing. Can I be saved right now? I can. You can be saved right now. You know what you got to do? You hear the gospel, the word of God. You respond to it and you say, I believe in my heart that Jesus is the son of God. He died for my sins. He rose for me. And I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. And I speak that out of my mouth. And guess what? We all don't have a problem with that. We'll applaud. Yeah, he got born again. He got born again. But if we were ever to get over in faith and say, do you know what? Jesus paid for that 2,000 years ago. He redeemed us 2,000 years. He saved us 2,000 years ago. Everything that he did on the cross for me, it's paid in full. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So this began to, to, to get on the inside. I begin to think, Lord, I, I put too much stuff for the future. You know, God's going to do it someday when Jesus is saying, look, buddy. I've already paid the price. See this. Look at the prints of my hand. So when are you going to start acting? When are you going to start believing me? When are you just going to trust me? So again, I got to get in the word. I got to get in the word. I got to get in the word. And, and I can tell you there's times in my life that I know I'm depleted of faith. I know that. You may have heard me tell this story. It was ah, about two and a half years ago. Christmas Eve, we have this crazy leak in our parking lot. It's crazy. They shut all the heat off to our whole building in December. 
And I was looking at it and said, oh boys, you can't do that. And they said, yeah, we can. And not only they shut it off, they put these big old locks on there where I couldn't get in there. And so day after day, man, I'm watching the temperature drop. It's over the holidays. We can't get anybody in here to even look what's going on. I come in here one day and it's this building. There's no heat. It's 38 degrees in this building. That's an oh, Jesus, help us, help us, Lord, help Jesus. And so what begins to come out of my mouth is I become a complainer. I begin to voice, what are we going to do? This isn't good. This isn't, oh, I mean, I was a wreck. I, I, was, I was just mad. I was angry. I was bitter. And man, I would voice it. And one day I came walking home and I started yakking and Shelly looked at me and she pointed that long finger at her, at me. And she said, Stormy Swan, you need to get into faith. And I, I want to knock her out. Don't tell me to get in faith. I'm the pastor. And you know what I knew? I knew she was right. I knew it. And so I said, Lord, I'm sorry, man. I, I got my books out on faith. I started speaking the word of God, and I began to speak the things of God, speak them and speak them. And I said, Lord, I know you're moving in the name, and I'm telling you, stuff began to move and happen. But it took me getting a wake-up call to say, you know what? I got to trust God. I got to believe God. And that's the same with every one of us in this room. You may be into something. I'll tell you, start loading up on the word of God. And if you've had a problem speaking negative things, man, get back into Proverbs 8. Get back over to what Job was saying and say, listen, Lord, I don't want my words to be rash. I don't want my words to be harsh. I want my words to line up with you. I want to say what you say. I want to believe those things. So here's the deal. Again, Mark eleven twenty two, 22, Mark eleven twenty three, Mark eleven twenty four, Mark eleven twenty two says, have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he saith, he will have whatever he saith. And whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. What a promise. What a promise. But when Jesus made that promise, he didn't have his fingers crossed. He didn't say, boys, you better knock on wood. No, he said, man, get over into faith. Have the God kind of faith. And so, I tell you, there's times in my life, almost every year to start of this year, I will sense the Lord say this. He'll say, you need to get faith back into you, and you need to teach my people faith. Teach them faith. Teach them faith. So guess what? We're going to teach teaching you faith. Because guess what? Pastor's growing with you too, all right? Bow your head and let me pray for you. Lord, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. Oh, Father God, we ask right now that not only give us an appetite for the word, but Lord, give us ears to hear your word and to receive it and to welcome it where it, it creates faith on the inside of us. And we thank you, Father God, that you said your word is forever settled in heaven, that it doesn't change. And as the Lord Jesus, we give you glory and honor. And we thank you. you. You paid a price already for every one of us in this room. And so, Lord, even as your disciples said there in, in Luke 17, Lord, increase our faith. 
Lord, help us in this area that we, the just, shall live by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I have, I have this question asking. It's not a stupid question. It's a great question. Pastor, I've never gotten to the Word of God. Where, where do I start reading at? I've been there where I was, I don't know. Where do you start reading at? If you've never read the Bible much, I, I would encourage you to start in what they call the epistles there in 1 Corinthians. And just start reading 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Keep going. The Thessalonians, the Timothys. The reason those, those books are written to me and you as believers. And anytime you find things in there by him, for him, through him, those are what Jesus did for me and you. Uh, illustration that Ephesians 2.10 said, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. You know what I like to say? I'm his workmanship. So I begin to put myself in those verses. Begin to do that. Again, a, a great way to help you read the Bible. I, I read a proverb every day. What is today? I'm asking the day. The 20, 20 what? Okay, 27. So normally there's 31 days in a month. There's 31 proverbs. Read a proverb every day. And, and, and don't just read it for quantity. Read it for quality. How, how many of it bless you? How many of you have ever read something and after you finished you thought, I don't even know what I read. I, I admit that, okay, guys, I've been there. And so there's times I, I just slow down and I say, okay, Lord, help me. Help me to, to see your word here. One thing I encourage you to do when you start reading the Proverbs, read it different each month in a different translation. Begin to read those things. And so again, I'm just giving you ways to get the word in you. And then if you ever want good books, I can recommend you good books. Books that will put the word of God in you. And so... Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.